It's Christmas! Hello and welcome to this, the festive edition of the Valent Podcast. I'm Mark Wilkins, Technology and Training Director with Valent, and I'm your ho-ho host for today. Christmas is just around the corner. It's the party season, but it's also the heating season, which means that all of you installers out there will be at your busiest. So we're going to chat about maintaining a good work-life balance over the Christmas period. Plus, there'll be a few other festive-themed topics thrown in for good measure. With me today in the studio are three wise men. Somebody really wrote that. <laughs> Shoab Arwan from The Gas Expert. Shoab, how are you? Please introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Shoab. I'm based in Romford, a gas engineer. I've been doing gas for about five years now. Well, coming up to five years, so fairly new to the business. That's what I do, just install boilers. So That's brilliant. Got any questions That's... for me? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll explore that a little bit more as we as we go through. Go for it. I'm also joined by Luke Shepherd and Simon Murray from Optimus Heating. Welcome to you both. Hi, how are you doing, guys? Can you sort of introduce yourselves, please? Hi, I'm Luke Shepherd. I'm one of the owners of Optimus Heating. We are a renewables-based company. We work from Brighton to Chichester up to Hawley. That's sort of our area. And I'm Simon Murray, co-owner of Optimus Heating. Okay. Um, earlier this year, Valent teamed up with Kevin McLeod to create the Heat Pump Possible Challenge, a competition for installers to, to demonstrate what's really possible with the Aerotherm Plus range of heat pumps. And you guys were, were one of the three winners. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Yes, this was a, this was a brilliant moment for us. I entered the competition kind of fleetingly telling Luke because I knew how good Luke's install was and I thought, you know what, you're, the install's in a normal house, it's doing brilliant efficiencies, let's get it in there. Luke, like, it's never going to win, no problem. Uh, didn't tell didn't tell his wife, and yeah. all of a sudden, a week before Kevin McLeod's due to come to his house, all of a sudden... She had a bit of a shock, and I had a few stern words said to me, but we got over that, and um, she, to be fair, Izzy is, is really pro-green. So she was actually quite proud that we'd won that, even though she was a bit upset that I had sort of sprung it upon her last minute and said, Kevin's coming over tomorrow. You know, that was a bit awkward. But she got to meet Kevin McLeod. <laughs> yeah, she did. She was very happy about that. Three bed semi yep. down on, on the south coast, and, and it's yep. just a typical standard insulation. Home, yeah. I've got, I just had the, the, the bare minimum requirements to meet MCS standards and to obviously get my bus grant. Ran it on radiators, no underfloor heating, normal size pilot, nothing too big. Everything put in the garage. All the houses along my street have garages, so no reason why they couldn't adopt the same system as me. Now, I need to set the scenes because podcasts are the same as radio. Visual clues and visual items don't really work. So let me describe the studio. There are four heating engineers, myself, Luke, Simon and Shoab, sitting in Christmas jumpers and Christmas hats. There's a pile of crackers on the table. So what we're going to be doing... We're going to be pulling a cracker and we're going to be answering the questions that are inside. Each cracker will be pulled by two of you and then we'll, uh, we'll ask the, uh, the other one the question and, and turn it around and just get the conversation going. The, the idea is that we spark conversation uh, and spark um, maybe a few festive laughs as well. So if you two would like to pull a cracker first off, we'll see where we go with this. There we, there we go. There should be a question inside of it, Simon. What's your best Christmas memory? Oh, I've got some great ones from when I was younger. So I was, um, my family's like a South London family. So they were 
after the war, my nan was piano and everyone used to go around there and they kind of carried that right through their lives. So it's just memories of being with my nan and granddad, everyone singing and being together and like having that real togetherness around Christmas. Yeah, love it. Show up. Yours? Mm-hmm. Uh, my one was just before Christmas uh, where one of my customers phoned me up and they flew me to Reading to do a job. And it just came about because I've never met this customer, but I did a job for his mum somewhere. I changed a tap in her house and he phoned me a year later, just before Christmas. And he said, look, I've got a boiler installed for you, but it's in Reading. Do you want to go and have a look at it? And I've never been to Reading because I always work local. So I said, all right, send me the postcode. So he sent me the postcode. I had a look at it, and I said, that's too far for me to come out to do a boiler install. It was supposed to be just a quote at that stage. I said, it's better you find someone local, um, and probably will work out a lot less for you as well. For me to I'd go down there just to have a look at a job. And then I put the phone down to him. Five minutes later, he phones back, and he said, what are you doing on Tuesday? And I said, I've got nothing booked on Tuesday. He said, right, can you meet me at the airfield? And I said, airfield? Yeah, that's about 20 minutes from my house. Why the airfield? He said, because I'm going to fly you there. I did no idea he was a pilot. Flew me down to see the job. I took on the job, done the in-store for him and everything. And six months later, I phoned him back up. I said, how did you learn to fly? I found that amazing. And he gave me all the details. I started flying and I became a pilot oh, in wow. six oh, months. Brilliant. Wow. Brilliant. <laughs> so that's what happened just before Christmas. And then I started flying in January and I finished it Ooh. in April. So was this helicopter or fixed wing? Fixed wing. Fixed wing. Okay. How are you with um, sleighs and reindeer? Okay. <laughs> Good. Right. We got that one. Luke. <laughs> so for me, uh, mine's in the late 90s when I was probably about seven, six, seven years old. Um, I opened up my present and it was this brand new Connects, but it was it was the huge theme park version. And I just remember screaming for about 30 minutes. And my mum always brings us up every Christmas. Do you remember that Connect we bought you? And it was the one thing I wanted. And it took me and my brother and my mum probably best part of a week to put this whole thing together. And it all went like a theme park, done the loop, the loop and all that. And that was one of my favourite memories ever was opening that present. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, I, I, probably mine goes back to early 70s over at my grand's, uh, same town that I, I live in. But we didn't have a car, so uh, buses don't run on, on Christmas. We all kept over and everybody was, was either on the floor or in, or in the spare beds and things. And the one present I got as a football mad, five, six, seven-year-old, was this bright orange mitre leather football. You know, the one with the laces in it? So when you headed it, you get the imprint. Oh. Yeah, old school. And because it was snowing, we were out in the green in the front playing football on Christmas Day with what basically replicated a match of the day snow football bright orange and and that was the one thing that I, I do sort of still remember all these years later so anyway let's move on let's um let's have another one Joab. <laughs> right so the question is how do you plan your jobs during the busiest period for the heating industry oh here we go simon Okay, so this is a tough one. We are scaling as a business purely because we're finding renewables is just it's just going nuts and we, we want to move with it. We want to support our client base. So we're actually, Luke and I are kind of stepping or trying to step away from day-to-day being on the tools to actually run the business. So we're trying to actually, at the moment, get apprentices to come into the business. So there's a new apprentice, the low-carbon heating uh, apprenticeship that's come out from the government. So we're working with colleges to try and get those guys in because we know we just need teams to support our business during this season. Sure. Well, I don't work in the heat source department, but if you're talking about with boilers yeah. and plumbing, obviously, to keep up with it, it's all about organising it. So when it's coming up to the busiest period, it's like trying to get the installs done way before the busiest period. Mm. So you've got the smaller jobs that you can get through. 
And I was all over the place the last few years. So when it came to Christmas, I was working Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. It's every day, even now, seven days a week for me sometimes. I just don't get time. But now what I'm trying to do, I'm using different softwares now. I'm not going to mention them here, but they've really organized the way I work now. So I've got a diary on there now. So I sort of slot in where I can do the smaller jobs, try to bunch them all up in one go and try to push the installs a bit away from Christmas now. <laughs> don't want them near it. It's, it's interesting because we know the gas world is, is very, very re- reactive, yeah. wait until it breaks down and then try and find somebody and, and panic to but get this it replaced. But the thing, because when it's summer, everyone's on holiday. Mm. Do you know, most of the people are on holiday or they don't get any work done or don't get the boilers checked. Then when it comes right near Christmas, everyone starts panicking. Oh, now it's going to be cold season. Yeah. Let's get a boiler checked. And then that's when you start getting the calls and you can't even say no to them because they're your regular customers. There's just no winning sometimes. Do you, do you try and keep a window over Christmas where it's it's free from works or do you just take the two bank holidays? I do take two bank holidays, but as I said, if someone's got no hot water and heating, it's just yeah. you haven't got a choice. And yeah. every year this happens, um, you will get that phone call. I used to live that life as well. So... With the renewables, it's slightly different because I know that I've been called out New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, and I've done mostly boiler changes. With heat pumps, if they've got a problem and they want to sort of fix the boiler and the boiler can't be fixed, but they're going, right, we want to go in, we want to move into renewables. The first thing you're saying is, I need to book you in for a heat loss, mm-hmm. not I can take the thing off the wall and put another one straight back in. Yeah. So there is a different process from coming from the gas industry into the renewables industry and how you deal with emergencies. Mm-hmm. In any any instance, I'll try and repair it knowing that I can't get them a heat pump fitted that day. But if you can't, you almost have to look for alternatives and try and get that that uh, renewable process started as soon as possible. In, interesting difference between the two parts of the uh, two parts of the industry. Also, if you're you're not just a gas engineer, you're doing plumbing as well, and you're doing different aspects of this this whole business, and your one man band is so difficult. This is why we scaled because our customers, uh, we try and give customers satisfaction, and and because we do that, and we've done so many jobs within the home which are encompassed by the renewable job that we did, such as we've done plumbing to their bathrooms, we've put all their radiators in, all their pipe work, uh, we've got service plans of them. They want to be able to rely on us. And so me on my own, being MCS registered, I can't do all of these things by myself. That's why we formed a three-man band and then we're trying to get people underneath us to do the work that, that we have designed for, essentially, so that we can cope with documentation, design, and then installation. And then we we can start to cope with emergency jobs once we get to a stage where we're big enough to do that. Yeah. The funny thing is as well, as much as we scale one mode, when we get the call, if it's on Christmas Day, it's going to be you and me. I will always go out. <laughs> it's still going to be us. I'll go out with a bit of a red cheek where I've been slapped, yeah. but I'll go out. Yeah, it, it does fall back on the on the business owners in that mm. instance. So let, let's take another one. Luke and, and Joe this yeah. time. <gasps> what is your favourite Christmas song? Uh for me, it's got to be Last Christmas. I just, I just love that tune. Oh, there's a, the second it know, comes there's... on, I'm just, I'm jigging about. How about you? Oh, but Slade, <laughs> the love, one and only. Got to love of it, and Noddy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, and <the> song. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, of course. Chuck, I would say probably Carol of the Bells. I like that. Hmm. The Home Alone version. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, for me, I think it's got to be um, the Pogues and Kirsty McCall. Fairy tale of New York, and and that that first time I hear that, that's Christmas, yeah. and that's when it starts. Right, let's take another one. 
I don't know how you're doing this, Luke, but you seem to be winning all of these, which is uh, which is why you're reading the, uh, the questions. Winner, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> He's very competitive, his, um, very. his other half at, at Christmas, yeah. Have you ever had an emergency call-out on Christmas Day? If so, how did you manage it? For me, I haven't had one on Christmas Day. I have taken calls on Christmas Day, and I think you'll find as well in the boiler world that nine times out of ten, you can actually fix problems over the phone if, if you give good enough advice. I found a lot of issues to be low water pressure, for example. If you can talk a customer through it and they top up their system and they've done it, you can then go, right, okay, you've obviously got an issue, but we fixed it for now. We can come back to you next week after the, the season's finished and we'll look into that further for you. I have been called out, as I said, on New Year's Day to fit two valent boilers to run a swimming pool for people that needed their swimming pool heated. Of course, you need your swimming pool. That, that was the, yeah, the okay. loud answer down the phone <laughs> to me that was said. So that's the one time I've been caught out and I, and, and I dealt with it. And the customer's always right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah customer I didn't service. argue at all. No, absolutely. Simon, I'm, I'm appreciating you're relatively new to the industry, but uh, have you any yeah, experiences I've there? I've not had a call on Christmas Day, but if our clients did call us, we're always on hand. If it's your clients did call, Luke would go out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Good. Yeah, the youth, <laughs> the younger one. <laughs> sure, I'm the same. I haven't had a call out on Christmas Day, apart from the one-off where the neighbour's one was broken down. It was just across the road. That was a quick one, but it didn't really affect anything. Uh, but yeah, if someone did call in this emergency, I most likely would go. Yeah, I'm on my own here. Back to the British gas days, way, way, way back in the past. When I was single, I used to, uh, to, to sort of volunteer for the, the, the Christmas period, the time in between yep. Christmas. So, yeah, I've had, um, had call-outs on, on Christmas Day. Um, and the one you dread and the explanation that you never look forward to is the cooker um that goes on on christmas day and you, you get that that call that's um cooker not working at, at such and such um the only time i did have a cooker fortunately somebody had lent against the automatic um reset button on the on the old clock okay so it's right. just a case of tweaking it um, milking the situation admittedly you know but tweaking the situation um but yeah so i've i've done sort of standbys and things over over the christmas period so let's take another one shall we What's the best thing about a Christmas dinner? Food-wise, it's got to be roasties. Unlimited roasties. And like, have that a rule. Kind, that kind of implies on Sunday, roasties are normally limited. Yeah. Like, but, at Christmas, it's just barrels of them, aren't there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't have seconds. Just have a... Just have the once. <laughs> massive pile. <laughs> when you finish on New Year's Day. Yeah. Um, look. Pigs in blankets. Pigs in blankets. It's got to be the one. Okay. I, just, I love it. Yeah, sure. So roast chicken, but the gravy's got to be good. Gravy? It's got to be one. Okay. <laughs> right well, consistency, thick. Yeah. Not, not slices. Not the watery just, one. Uh, not watery, no. not, not slices of gravy, but just, just somewhere sort of spot on. For me, it's meat and 27 veg. Can't phrase that. My uh, my sixteen year old started uh, recently at a, at a supermarket as a Christmas temp, and he came home and said, "First day, I've, I've been on the produce that I've been uh, restocking." He said, um, "First time I've ever seen more fruit and veg than Mum has at Christmas." <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm did to be the size of a house because I'm fed regularly. Amazing. Right, let's have another one. There you go, you take. <clears throat> Tell us a story about a job you've worked on over the festive period. We've got a couple of quite big ones, haven't we? So yeah. we've had 
a few. We've had an estate that we're going to fit some uh, flexo firms. Your ground sources needs about 103 kilowatts of energy. We have to run a mini district system. And we've designed for the separate areas to have different systems fitted into them. We're going to have uh, solar PVT installed on top of ground loops in a paddock to one side. This is, as I say, it's quite a large place. A barn is where the flexo firms are going to be sitted because we're going to have to cascade them for, for that sort of system. Huge buffer so that we can use all the energy from the sun first from our thermal. And then obviously have the lower temperature system running in when the thermal cylinder has dropped in a certain temperature at a colder time of the year, for argument's sake. So we're trying to drop their bills from 45,000 down to about 9,000 a year by implementing this system. Their payback should be between nine and 10 years. And, and this is a little project for the Christmas period. Yeah, that's well, right. Okay. It's boots on the ground because it's kind of a, it's not natural trust, but it's protected grounds. It's so they want the work done in the winter. Sure, we, we don't get that sort of challenge in the in the sort of the gas boiler world, do we? No, it's it's a little bit different in our world. Where a couple of Christmases ago, I had a call from a landlord to come and have a look at one of his properties for a boiler. So that became an install. Then I visited three more in the same week, and I changed every single boiler. So that's the sort of challenge we get. But that that Christmas was pretty good. Four four valence went in that week. Can I have your job at Christmas and you have mine? Please. <laughs> yeah, well, this Christmas you can have it. <laughs> You're going to take two weeks off. <laughs> I want two weeks off. Right, let's go with um, that one, I think. How do you manage to keep a good work-life balance during the heating season and party season? Yeah, work-life balance at the moment is very hard because we're trying to grow the business. Mm. Party season, we actually have our Christmas party in June. So we, t- so we actually, <laughs> so we go out all out, take everyone out, um, have a massive do in the summer, normally in Brighton. Yeah, no expense spared. So just when we're quieter, it just makes far much more sense. You've got an interesting career background and, and coming into this. So you're not a heating engineer by by trade or profession. You've had a career change mid midlife, haven't you? Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. So I used to be an algorithmic risk trader. Um, in financial markets, which is, funnily enough, some of it's really crossing over into this industry with some of the stuff that we're doing now, which is bizarre. The hours were, you know, what I got out of it and thought, I want to go and get a job in heating and have less hours. That didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) I think all all of the audience would tell you that was never going to happen. But as I remember the conversation beforehand that, that we were... Um, that you you come into the into the industry sort of back end of lockdown. That's a, right. Yeah, yeah. As retrained a, as a plumber. Retrained. And my, our business partner Adam turned around to me and uh, said, "Look, we really want to get into this renewable stuff. Why don't you go and do kind of all the maths and all the the kind of design work behind it?" Um, which I did, and then I met Luke in the process, and we formed our business. I guess the question there is: Is it a better work life balance what you're doing now? I've chosen for it not to be because we've got several things going on at the moment. That's okay. Um, it will be as we scale the business and kind of going into mm. into next year. It definitely will be. Um, the, the important thing is, I love what I do. Mm. So it's it's. Whereas I didn't mind my old career, but I love this. So I yeah. think one thing we can agree on is that if there is something, anything to do with our family or any time that we need to take away and go and see our family, you have the option to do that now. Yes. Compared to your previous life of working. For that company, no matter what happens, you have to be there at those times. If Simon calls me up and says, Luke, children aren't well, do you mind taking over on that job? No problem. 
And managing customers' expectations, I think, is a, is a key part of that because you exist to serve your customer, really. That's your reputation and, and your business um, that, that builds from, from the back of that. How do you manage customer expectation over the festive period? Most of the things that me and Simon do, when we come in to even do a job, to, from the very beginning, we set our customers down and we talk to them about what we're going to design for them, the installation they're going to have, and what their service care is going to be from us. And I think we outline then the certain times of the year that we possibly might not be able to get to them right there and then, but we would always give advice over the phone and plant the job at the very least for the day after a festive period, essentially. I think that's the only way you can manage it because you can't be everywhere at once. No, but that's that's very much the proactive nature of the of the planned work that you're doing in yes. the renewables and heat pump world. Right. Conversely, Shoaib, we come to you, one-man band, yeah. sole trader, Everything falls on your shoulders. I don't know how many customers you've got, but every one of them will be looking to you if their equipment fails. How do you manage their expectations? When you're working for yourself, it is very difficult. I don't know when the next phone call is going to come or who it's going to come from. I can't plan it. I can't phone them up, every single one of them up, and say, yeah, get your boiler serviced, get this done. Because sometimes you lose track of where, which one's your customer and what you've installed because there's so much goes on throughout the whole year and then all the previous years. You've just got so many customers built up. And uh, you just got to just take the phone call when you're working for yourself. There's no other option for me to look anywhere else or ask somebody for help. Uh, it's just not going to happen because everyone else is busy at the same time. We fit a sensor net with our heat pumps. And what that enables us to do is we can see if there's any slight issues, like low pressure or something like that with the system. So as you come up to the festive period, that's really handy because if anything starts the flag or if you can just check over your your customer's heating system before you go into a holiday period, you can kind of preempt if anything's going to happen or maybe even talk to your customer and tell them that we may need to do something before the Christmas period starts or we'll book you in for a service just afterwards. I guess that's the uh, the advantage of three of you being in business together as opposed to show up yourself, you're self-employed, you're on your own. Yeah. Have you got any employees? Or I haven't got any employees. No, so you, I work you're just myself, working. So yeah. The whole stress is on me. So you've got your work to do, your paperwork to do. Sometimes at home you say, I'll be home at three o'clock, but you go to the job thinking you know you're going to finish at three o'clock and then it's something else and then you, yeah. you don't turn up at nine o'clock at night. And I've had that on so many occasions. It's a challenge and it's, it is, it's but something, it, it, something know, people have to be aware of, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I've had the arguments down the phone. It's, it's not easy, but it's, it's not, like... Because they want to plan things and you just can't be there sometimes. No. And again, you're there, you're on site with the customer. And your livelihood is to keep that customer happy and have satisfaction in you being reliable. So you've got this tear between, you know, your family life and then keeping the business running and being a reputable person. It's very difficult. That's exactly it. Your business relies on your reputation. Your reputation relies on you servicing your customers' needs properly. And that, that has to become the, the focus. But I guess the, the challenge there is, is the work-life balance. Um, I think we've all been through, um, or at least know people that have been through the, the difficult situations that, that that's thrown up. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to avoid it. Yeah, yeah no, it is. It is difficult. I, I go back to my um, my gas board days, and you know, you said about finishing at three o'clock. I'd have been booking lots of overtime for that. <laughs> but uh, there we go. Never mind. Right, um, we've got another cracker, I think, to go, which is that one there. Whoever wants to uh, yeah, to pull that. Come on, win it! Come on! Hey. There we go. <laughs> I have visions there of you smacking Simon in the face as you, as you pulled that one. <laughs> Don't need a cracker. You're getting the naughty list. <laughs> All right. What's your favourite Christmas tradition? Shall I start with that one then? Yeah, go on. It's a little bit of a weird one. 
Um, but Christmas Eve, as the kids were, were growing up, as, as you know, is always frantic because you've got to get everything done. You've, you've got family or friends or whatever coming through. So you try and do as much as you can on, on Christmas Eve. And we used to try and get all the shopping done, everything in, in place for the 23rd. 24th was the last minute wrapping up. Christmas carol concert, church in, in the afternoon. And then back in the evening for Harry Potter and what we call an indoor picnic. And it's the it's the party foods, you know, the, the um, spring rolls and the, the prawn yeah. toast and things. Chuck a load of those in the oven. They just get dumped on a plate in the middle of the room. We're all just sitting around in the lounge watching Harry Potter. And that really is the official start then of, of the Christmas festivities. Amazing. We actually do something similar to that. So my wife insists on buying Christmas pajamas for us all. And uh, it's Muppets Christmas Carol is our is our go-to, followed by the holiday. So, and my wife even went one one year when as far as making the linguine out the holiday. <laughs> and then we have like a picnic camper with loads of stuff and mince pies and all, all sorts of stuff in it. So yeah, I like that. For me, watching Die Hard... <laughs> That's, oh, the ultimate Christmas movie. That is the ultimate <laughs> Christmas movie for me. Once I've seen that, it's come on, I'm like, that's it, we're in Christmas. Excellent, excellent. Right, guys, we've done the crackers. We've had a little bit of a laugh. There have been some cracking stories and, and a little bit of insight into uh, in, into personal lives and, and how you manage work-life balance. So it's it's great, and, and thank you, everybody, for, for joining in. That's all for the podcast today. Don't forget to check out Valence In The Know online hub where there's plenty of content, especially for you, our loyal installers. See the link in the show notes to uh, to find out where that is. We'd also like to hear about uh, what you think of the podcasts. Send us any requests for future episodes or any feedback, either via email or on our socials. Please also review, rate and share this episode. And don't forget to follow and subscribe. So all that's left for us to do now is to wish all of our listeners a very Merry Christmas a happy and a prosperous new year. And from all of us, happy Christmas. I'm Mark Wilkins. This is the Valent Podcast. We'll see you real soon.